You're listening to Dynamo's Dust. Now let's welcome your host, Ian Dynamo Kelly. Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, muesli, fresh socks and jocks and everything in between, never forgetting the talc. And the man that you see beside me is none other than the best referee on the planet, Ireland's own. Mr. Niall Fox, and you could see him laughing there when I do my intro. I always love looking at people's faces when I do the intro because uh, we, we do have such funny uh, little conversations before. Everything's real calm, and all of a sudden I go into this uh, dynamo mode. <laughs> it's like the intro. Like promo just put me over. It's like, fucking hell. This, is, this, is, this doesn't happen. It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, stop, stop. Don't do it. That's what it's all about, dude. You should be able to put someone over within 10 seconds. If you're not able to put someone over in 10 seconds, leave wrestling. That's just my advice. <laughs> not in a wrestling match, no. That's a different story. If you're having a 10-second match, uh, you're kind of getting into Honky Tonk Ultimate Warrior territory there, which is... Yeah, uh, Bob Backlund. Yeah. Although Honky put Warrior over in 10 seconds, so there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, like Bob Backlund and... Um, Diesel, Diesel. <laughs> yeah, the, on a house show in in the garden. <laughs> oh, boom! Um, oh, do you remember wait. that back in the day? It was like WWF Mania that was on Saturday mornings. We have breaking news with Todd Pettengill. Diesel yeah. is your new WWF Heavyweight Champion. He won the match. What? You were like, "What the fuck happened?" It was like, "Yeah, I suppose." So, Foxy, yeah. Uh, your second appearance here. It's always good to see you. Uh, we've obviously known each other a long, long time and remain friends. So we're all happy. We're happy to uh, always happy to catch up with yourself on a show like this and talk about. We're going to do something a little bit different today because we're going to talk about, uh, I suppose, a mixture of wrestling and, and I suppose the lack of wrestling, um, you know, outside of the two, two or three, I suppose, main main companies. Um, the indie scene is quite. I won't say dead, but obviously quiet at the moment. Dormant would be the, the correct yes. word, I think. Um, how has it been for you? Because lockdown's been a son of a bitch for so many people. Um, but I know you keep very busy, as you can see, your little display in the background, which I'm, uh, which I'm always happy to see people's stuff. I always like stuff. I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> stuff guy, as you know. You've been in my place before, you know. <laughs> um, so you've obviously been... All for keeping... sale. All for sale. All for sale. Dude, <laughs> no. We know we... Jump right into it, man. Let's get on to the business side of things first. Let's make some dollars. Um, so you still have Foxy Bros. Yeah, so just just explain yeah. a little bit about that, um, starting off where people can find you, what we're all about, what you're all about. I'm saying we, we, what we are all about, sir. <laughs> we, we the people. We the people, yeah. <laughs> Remember that gimmick? Jesus. Oh, good Lord. Um, good old fucking Dutch Mantel. He was a hell of a promo, though. Yes, he was. Yes, yeah. he was. Um, yeah, like uh, Foxy Bros is a small business that I set up uh, roughly over about five years ago. It was just 
because I'd go to conventions and uh, obviously like I didn't have money to buy stuff. So therefore I just asked any chance of selling a couple of things like extra goodies that I had in the house worked out well. I'd make a little bit of money. So I kept doing it. And then eventually I just decided, fuck it, let's make this a business and just try to go for it. Yeah. I've been going ever since we started out with comics and bit knickknacks, then started building up the comics, building up uh, the figurines, then started making the pixel art as you see in the background. Uh, I've been more focused on the pixel artwork because it's getting me through fucking lockdown. It's awesome, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> it's I can for, see it there. It's really cool, yeah. Like for sanity's sake, it, it sure. keeps me busy. Sure, yeah. But like but it is, it's nice when I hear like people like it. I mean, I had my first uh sale in the States just last week. Well, hey, which I, nice. I know. <laughs> they taught uh, I will say that it was a pure mistake. Because they thought I was in LA. Oh. Because there, <laughs> there is a Dublin in LA. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They didn't know that when I said, <laughs> because it was funny because when I was trying to arrange the pickup for them to just come and get, get their, their stuff, they're like, uh, yeah, that's saying Dublin, Ireland. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm from the States. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, well, looks like post it is then. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think we'd be off, meeting. <laughs> yeah, like it was just so weird. It was like, okay, so we've no choice in the marriage. This is posting. But yeah, either way, it's on the way to the States. Whether they've got it is a different story. Thanks to like all the delays and businesses being, yeah, being let, let go. But I'm happy about that first international sale. Other yeah, it's than nice to fucking... pop the cherry on your international sales. Yeah, it's weird. Like, so I'm very proud of that one. But um, I, I do be more happy about people's reaction to when they actually get it, because a, a photo or seeing it on camera, like like you are now, is very different to actually seeing it in person. Yeah, because you yeah. don't nuance sort or of detail, but. It's a bit of fun. It's something as a side project of just to try and make a bit extra money. Uh, yeah, you can find it on like foxybros.retailer on Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, uh, Instagram forward slash uh, foxnile. Or yeah, just just message me in general uh, on Facebook if you see me because I'm will. I, I just do back and forward, see what you want, do commissions. But absolutely, I yeah. can also I also try to get fucking stuff in for people as well, like comics and figurines. God, that is so tough at times, especially when they're out of print. <laughs> oh, it's you see, that's the one. Well, yeah, I suppose I'm glad that you said that there now because I'll probably be hitting you up for that because I've I've gone, I've kind of the older I've gotten, I'm kind of more into the uh, the paperbacks. I like the the paper trade, but the the trade paperbacks. Um, because obviously you get so much when you go back and you look at, at, at back issues and stuff. It's just handier to get. And plus, they look nicer on a shelf too. You know what I mean? If, if they are, they are nice. I've actually got a list here. What have I got? Man, I, I went crazy over just before Christmas. I got, I got the Epic Collection series of the uh, the Fantastic Four. The name is Doom. The 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 original battle with Doctor oh, Doom nice. with Stanley nice. and Jack Kirby. This bad boy here got that uh, um, in the midst of that. Got a got preacher. Decided to get into the realm of preacher because it was recommended to me. So I've uh, got a couple of them. What else did I get? 
couple of preachers, yeah. Got the Deadpool Classic series as well. And uh, Fantastic Four at war with Atlantis as well. So it just, uh, I guess people probably assume I'm a massive Fantastic Four fan, but uh, it's kind of, it's one of those things where I didn't like them when I was younger because I just thought some of the characters were stupid, especially, you know, Mr. Fantastic himself, like stretching. But, um, well, the film was out in the go by, yes. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. But I'm a big oh. Doctor Doom, Mark, though. Doctor Doom is probably one of my favorite characters. And uh, I actually, I think it was his first series that came out last year, wasn't it? It was the um, Pottersville. And the that series mm-hmm. is really good for anybody that hasn't uh, hasn't heard it. I know the paperback is due out in March. So book two, exactly should I say. On, um, yeah. Depending on the UK, like Diamond UK here. So... Because yeah, yeah. I know the the UK importers are like struggling because the America is not sending them over. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Brexit, Brexit's UK starting to. Uh, can't. Yeah, Brexit's <laughs> taking a big effect now, and uh, it's it's obviously people are struggling to get their stuff in on time and whatnot. But yeah, so I've kind of jumped right back into the old comic books. So um, I'll probably be hitting you up for things when I can find them to see if uh, see if you can source it for me. <laughs> yeah. And I always try to find the, the cheapest source possible, but good quality. No way am I skipping out on like the quality. Well, that's that's exactly it. Like you get some knockoff shit, or you know, not even knockoff shit, but you can get that. But you've also got like you know, you, you want them in good quality. I mean, the likes of Book Depository and all is great for books and stuff. Um, and you get some paperbacks on that. That's not taking business away from you, but they have they have what they have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it wouldn't necessarily know what you like, get, yeah exactly like i'm trying to get into um i've become such a big punisher fan because um you know over the last just before christmas i finally sat down and watched um daredevil i finally watched it on netflix because I, I remember watching the first two episodes when it came out and i got really hooked but herself wasn't into it so i was like oh yeah and you know the way sometimes you leave things on the shelf yeah but uh went from that then to the punisher and I probably should have waited to see season two before seeing the Punisher, but it doesn't really matter because uh No, know. but like still like it's a great it's a great intro to the character of Frank Castle. Oh like Jared, good Lord. He is because he is the Punisher, isn't he? He is like John Burnfall. Yeah. Uh, Did you see who his uh who his brother in law is? No. Dude, wait and you hear this. This is gonna blow your mind. What's his name again? John Burnshaw, isn't it? Burnfall, uh, B-E-R-N-E-T-H-A-L. There we go, there we go. So I want to get this right. It's going to blow some people's mind. I like him anyway because I like the character Shane in Walking Dead. I always thought he looks like a real badass, you know what I mean? He's a heel. Yeah. He's a proper heel. Oh, he's a proper heel, man. And and everyone that knows me knows that I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan of the heel. <laughs> you more than anybody, uh, Foxy. Mr. Steal Your Girl and, like, try to, like, take over your whole family. Yeah. Well, that's not me now. He's speaking about Shane here now. <laughs> yeah, I, never, I, I never did this back in the day. We, we played the fifth on that one. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't think. Did you ever ref any of my matches? No, you didn't. Probably, probably were training in the ring together. I'm sure many occasions. But yes. I, but uh, yeah, no. So, get ready for it, guys. Kurt Angle is John Bernthal's uncle-in-law. True story. 
He's uh, nah. he's married. He's married to uh, Aaron Angle, the niece of Kurt Angle. Jesus. And there's some really cool pictures if you go onto Google and you, you can see like the two boys like at like Christmas parties together and all just hanging out. I was like, there's two men that you don't want to fuck with. <laughs> Especially now, Kurt Angle now. God oh. damn. He is jack. He's ripped. Like he's ripped. It's 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 great to see. But uh, yeah, I mean, he is Frank Castle's. Um, so much so that I'm at the. I have a couple of books on the way of uh, the the Punisher Max series. I've, I've heard they were pretty good. Very good. Um, so I'm I'm interested in checking them out. What a, what would be uh what would be some of your favorite comic books of all time? Your favorite series, I suppose, if you want to say, rather than issues. The I always tend to go. I, I didn't when I was younger, but like as I, as I grew up, I tended to uh, veer toward Elseworld stories. Okay. Like stories of uh, so for DC they have Elseworld, whereas like Marvel they'll have like like alternate universes or whatever. Yeah. But for me, Elseworld it was like a retelling of like what if Batman became uh, Green Lantern or what if Superman became Batman. Oh, or nice. of that nature, or another one that falls under that is uh, uh, Batman Dracula or Red oh. Rain. Ooh. Basically, it's a three part, three part uh, story where first part is basically Dracula comes to Gotham, Batman has to fight him. I'm already sold, man. Dracula's like my favorite, I love it. Uh, <laughs> the second part is the aftermath of that. And tour part is the aftermath of the middle part, but I'm not saying it because like it will spoil. It is heavily spoiled if I say anything. Dude, but shoot me, shoot to... me a link on them, will you? Shoot me a link yeah, on them because, because I would be. The would artwork be... is done so well. Like uh, as far as I remember, it's Kelly Jones. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Artwork and one of the best in the game. Their iteration, I, I just love their iteration of Batman. Like their their way of drawing it, and. The story itself, like it shouldn't, it shouldn't resonate so well, but it's just like that is a good story. Like, like start mill, uh, like it's solid writing kind of thing. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's a comic book, it's supposed to be like cheesy and out there, but it's very solid. Same yeah. way, uh, Nightfall. Nightfall is a great storyline for Batman. Yeah. That's the story of uh, Bane finally breaking Batman. Yeah. And then the aftermath of that going forward, but. Uh, it's a good storyline. I'm a big Batman fan, but at the same time, I do do tend to read others, whether it be on the Marvel or otherwise. Uh, Walking Dead, I got into for a good while. Then I think I got up to like issue 100, which is the infamous Negan appearance. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then then for some reason, I just stopped. You know when you just put it down for a yeah. bit and then go back to it? All the time, dude, yeah. It's weird. I do that with TV shows all the time. But same, same. It's it, uh, I think there's two TV shows there that I've finished recently, like thoroughly, true and true. It was obviously, I mean, I was early to the party um, with Cobra Kai, so a lot of these newbies actually kind of annoy me on Facebook. Oh, did you see Cobra Kai? And I'm like, dude, I was watching that on YouTube. Like, no one give a shit. It's one of those like weird shows that like I just, I can't. Uh, Stumbled I, across. I haven't tried it. Haven't tried tried it. it. No, I haven't tried it. Like, I knew it started out on YouTube before, like it got picked up by, by Netflix. But like even without that, I was just, yeah, no. I like the old films, but I don't see myself really watching the, the this series. I do love the fact that it's a continuation of it, 
and it's a new perspective, but I just, it's not something that grabs my attention that much. That's fair. And That's fair. Especially when people overhype it as well, because they all get on the same train at the same time. Yeah. So when yeah. they overhype it, I just don't want to go near it at all. Give it, it a give it a while, give it a while, and then maybe go to it. Yeah, when it calms down a bit. Um, what about the boys, man? I I watched that. That's been heavily recommended to me. It's in my Ooh. list of stuff to watch. I can, Dude, I'm looking forward to it. I would recommend that wholeheartedly, especially for you. That would be right up your street. I mean, I was like, when I read the premise of it and whatnot. And I saw the narrative, I was like, I don't know, like, is it going to be a cheaply made Amazon Prime show or is it going to be good? And my brother just said, dude, this is right up your street, like basically heal superheroes. You know what I mean? Um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a story within a story. It's like it's it's almost a depiction of what we see in real life. You know what I mean? Politicians being the, the nice, smiley, white meat yeah. baby face. But then, you know, behind the closed doors, they're just the biggest heel you've ever met in your life, you know? So the premise, like, the premise <clears> of it, like, superheroes that are bought up by corporations. Exactly. And they're, they're all in it for the money and the fame. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to just doing it for the sake of it. Oh, and they're all like, but also the fact that, like, how do you fucking put them in place? It's like, you have to get a team together to fucking do it. It's like, it's fantastic, man. It's fantastic. I like the idea. I do yeah. like the idea. And then Carl Orban being in that, in the role as well. He's uh, fucking awesome, man. He, do you know what? I would, I actually said, when you watch this show and you see him with the big beard and the fucking scars on his face and he's like, yeah, you can't, you know, he's just such bad word. Like he's, he just uses so much profanity and, and the see you next Tuesday being his favorite. Like, and it's so, um, I think he'd be a great show for Wolverine personally. Yeah. I, yeah. I, instantly, when I seen the picture of him with the, the facial hair and yeah. the hair, it's, yeah, you definitely looked the part and he's worked with Marvel before. So yeah, it wouldn't be out of place for him to recast him as <clears> someone else. He's ideal. Don't forget like Captain America was once, you know, the human torch. Yeah. So um, yeah. I think it would be a, a great show for Wolverine because he has that legit rugged look he has the aged look but but he's a good looking guy as well do you know what i mean like so yeah it's one of those you kind of question his age it's like no he has to be like older like and he is like he's a lot old like what you think he is he's probably either just below it or just above it yeah what is he like 50 or something he's close to i think or he is 50 one or the other that's what i mean like his age he just he has that where he forty eight. Yeah, you're right. Forty eight. So you're actually right. Just below, just above, just yeah. above. Like yeah. another example of that is Jared Leto. Jared Leto is another example of that guy yeah. that does not fucking age. Oh, like he's a bit like myself, you know. Uh, fifty, and he's just like, what? There's no way you're fifty. No. Yeah. Drinking from it's the like fountain Ned of you. fucking acting. It's just like what. Is he is he fifty? Yeah. Good lord! Oh, then, yeah, he's forty nine. Good lord, he's a year older than than Carl Urban. That's crazy. But then again, when you think about it, that motherfucker has been around forever. It's yeah. like you know when you see a football player or someone that, and you're like, is that guy still playing? And you forget that they were like a child prodigy almost. You know what I mean? That they they started really young. And uh, yeah, that's that's mad now. That's that's one. And you that... go back through like the, the like the films that he's been in. You're just like, he's in there. Yeah, yeah, Hang yeah. On. He's in Fight Club. He's in fucking uh, American Psycho. He's he in. Uh, yeah. 
Alexander. He's in. He is in Alexander. Alexander yeah. <laughs> the old Colin Farrell. But um, that was like, so bad. <laughs> panic Room. Like he's in loads of different films that he just pops up in. Yeah. It's like, like Requiem for a Dream is another example. Like that'd be one of his hit, hits, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then he's obviously in a band as well, isn't his band Thirty Second to yeah. Mars or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's madness, madness. And then obviously his 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 you know breakout performance in obviously uh, Dallas Buyers Club. He was just incredible in that. I was actually, do you know what was so creepy about that? I was waiting for him to appear. I was like, when is Jared Leto in this? I was expecting like you know I was told he's in this, and someone goes, that's him. I was like, what? That's how. That's how like in depth. Like he was also um. Oh, you, Mark Davis Chapman. He was uh, the assassination of uh, John Lennon. Oh, right. Is, I haven't seen that, but he's in that as well, is he? He is Mark Davis Chapman. He okay. actually went through a full body transformation where he put on a serious amount of weight to look the part. So he got into the method acting, right? He obviously got into the method into acting. into the method acting. Yeah. Yeah, these, these these boys are fucking... People talk wrestlers being crazy. These method actors are super crazy, man. Like, I mean, Christian no, Bale no, being the top of the the heap in terms no, of... Uh, no, no, no. They, they, like, they pale in comparison to fucking, like, Daniel Day-Lewis, the master of fucking... Oh, well, look, I mean, I think I think Christian Bale is definitely, like, in my opinion, the best modern one. But, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is, is, uh, is, is serious. I mean... That's a boy who lives down in Wicklow and doesn't even take roles. Like, I mean, did you ever hear the famous story of um, when they were doing Gangs in New York? And basically, uh, Leo and uh, who was the director again? Fucking Scorsese. Yeah, I think it was Scorsese. Yeah, um, I think was it Scorsese. I think it was. Um, we'll find it out as we're talking. But uh, that's the great thing about Google, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so magic. yeah, you're 100 percent correct. It was Scorsese. So. He basically said, look, I don't even want to read the script. I'm not interested. I'm retired. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to do it. So Scorsese and DiCaprio actually flew over to Ireland and went down to Roundwood and Wicklow where he lives and knocked at his door and said, you need to read this script. Like, we're not leaving until you fucking have a look at it while we're here. Like, at least, you know, at least give us that courtesy yeah. after flying over. So he read it and apparently he took it. And, you know, that role as the butcher. Oh, my God. It's 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 such an incredible um performance i mean one of those performances where you go whoa that man is fucking dangerous you know what i mean and you legitimately believe that this guy's a fucking psychopath some of the um, characters that he's played over the years i mean like obviously christy like brown. yeah yeah i was about to say because like if you're from ireland you know christy brown and my that full like and that's daniel day lewis he, he trained himself to draw and paint and write with his left foot like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like you don't just go and fuck it. Hey, there's no camp you a... go to to like learn this stuff. Yeah. Like it's just, he just taught himself to do it. It's like how did you see Joe Rogan talked about him actually before? Like he actually learned how to make uh make shoes, like old you know, there's that's an old craft. Uh, craft craftsman. Yeah, it's just man, what a super, super talent. One of the probably the best actor of all time, up there with the likes of um Probably, I mean, you could probably put Brando up in that bracket as well. When you go back and look at his body of work, you know, you can see that it, it's not ill warranted that people talk about Brando being up at that at that top echelon. But I mean, Daniel Day Lewis has to go down as as the greatest, in my opinion. Anyway, I think we're both in agreement with that. Um, like it's the it, the top name when when you think of like method act, method actors, 
and just like if you're looking for like all right from the, the modern era like re, in recent years like obviously people are gonna really like jump on the joaquin phoenix mm-hmm. or or the likes of a uh, even jim carrey to a degree Jim Carrey is Jim, Jim, Jim can Jim can act. I mean, Jesus H. Christ. I mean, the Wacken Phoenix one, they're kind of, I think everyone jumped on that just because of the Joker, really, because obviously that was such a big performance. Did um, they, they realize it's like he's already been doing this for yeah. years and years, like yeah. with other characters? Yeah. I, I just remember, I always remember my first introduction to him, like the, like the actor himself is like uh, Gladiator. Yeah. It's like, what a weasley dickhead! I hate him. He was him. such a weasel. Yeah, I'd say. Um, I'd say the guy Gleason had a look at that when he was doing um Game of Thrones as well. You know, like whenever he was the he was the son. What was his yeah. name? Uh, yeah. Oh, um, oh, good lord. Uh oh, fuck. I oh, know. Um, Damien yeah. Gleason is his name, isn't it? The which one? His, his name is it Damien Gleason is his actual name. But Donald Gleason or Damien? Uh no, it's not Damien Gleason anyway. But it is Gleason. But it, either way, like that was a, that was such a that was such a good role, like such a good role. And he uh he obviously is it Gleason? I thought it was. Either way, we all know who I'm talking about, the Weasley son that takes the throne in Game of Thrones for a while, and he's just yes. a little he's a little fucking snake. Um yeah, that was that. I would say definitely he looked at a uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance in uh, in Gladiator and had a little bit of a, a roundabout way, yeah. kind of took a few little tips. We'll say, um, like people forget that as well. Like, uh, with uh, it's Jack Gleason, Jack Gleason, Jack Gleason. There we go. Yeah, he studies at Trinity College. He yeah. also did the uh, little do, do people know, like, he, he was the kid in Batman Begins. No way. Yes. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, they. Next time you watch Batman Begins, just watch out. Like the kid, that's him. Oh wow! Shit, that's mad, yeah. isn't it? I'll have to check that out again now. Yeah, just to and just then, to see. Um, that. That's mad. What was it? The. He also did an appearance for. He did a wrestling show, like, like, last year. Uh, not like sorry, I say last year. I mean twenty nineteen. Uh, Trinity Brawl. Oh yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was only because it was being held in Trinity College, and he was studying there. That's how they got him. Yeah, like that's that's actually I do remember that now. The, the more you're talking about it, I was trying to rack my head why I saw him like in a picture with a uh, with like pizza and all that, and I was like, where 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 is that from? So that was it. Speaking you of uh, wrestling, I suppose we, we, we would be remiss. It's like I'm with Joffrey, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we'd be remiss without talking about a little bit of wrestling, I suppose. Before we do, kind of continue on, um, or, or the lack thereof, I suppose this year, um, you know, in terms of obviously WWE have done a great job in keeping it going. Not necessarily a great job on the ratings or anything like that. Um, AEW was kind of or the countermeasures to the current uh, like global bastard. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 so it's it's kind of like one of those things where you're like oh you know even in a pandemic you still can't get the storyline right there's no balance there yeah there's no balance exactly um whereas AEW are still kind of doing their things yeah quietly but surely there's some good parts there's some 
some really bad parts, you know, like Lacking FDR. Yeah, FDR. And it's a shame because they do have they do have a heap of talent at their disposal. It's just a obviously and I find that with the current like global like pandemic, it's and not having a proper crowd, it's very hard to gauge who your next up and coming stars are because you've nothing to really compare it to. You just have a, a handful of people in the crowd and like they're probably like the crew or maybe one or two of the family members. Yeah. So it's not a genuine response. No. Which is a shame. No. It's uh, like, I mean work rate won't always like win out no. over an actual charisma and character that that's needed for it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Like look at a case in point is the likes of Cesaro and all, do you know what I mean? Um, you know, you were talking about work rate. There you go, there's your guy. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, I look at certain people in AEW, and I'm I'm optimistic for sure. I'm optimistic as well. I hope Tony Khan kind of learns that he's not Vince McMahon and takes a little step back as well. And I don't mean that. I mean that with the utmost respect because, look, he's passionate about it. He's kind of like the Roman Abramovich of wrestling in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? He's come in and he's bought this new company, and you know, he's passionate about it. But I mean, when you have all these guys at your disposal behind the scenes like Jake Roberts and Aaron Anderson and Dean Malenko and so on and so forth. I believe Steamboat might be in there soon if he's not already. Um, listen to these guys, you know what I mean? These aren't, these aren't no offense, but these aren't Kevin Sullivan here. <laughs> like your matchmaker, you know what I mean? These are proven, proven world stars in numerous companies. So I think that's one thing that they can learn. But I think the reason I give AEW a, the benefit of the doubt is that they are new. This is only their second yeah. year, if I'm not correct, right? It's their second year. Yeah. Their second Cody, year. Your it's... old boyfriend, Cody. <laughs> like he's he, no, in fairness, uh, we should actually give a shout out to, and 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 say that that Cody did actually offer to uh, to kind of help out OTT during this pandemic as well. So I thought that was a great gesture as well. And as Foxy said on the last show, a lot of it was kind of much about nothing as well do you know what i mean i think the, the fans gonna ram with it more than more than anything you know what i mean yeah uh, as i said before i didn't i didn't say a thing like exactly. it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like i was i am disgruntled so i'm gonna go to social media no look it happens yep. it's happened to me 50 odd times before that exactly so, on the same show so it's not nothing new it just happens to be that it was cody rhodes yeah exactly um, you didn't have the pleasure of having someone like Dynamo in there who respects the referee and listens to the referee and, and you know what I mean? Doesn't cheat, <laughs> doesn't cheat or anything like that, you know, just respects authority. <laughs> I, I, I know someone who, who did something very similar and I, I will admit that I found it extremely funny right? When, because it was posted in a meme format and yeah. I thought, Brilliant. I will hopefully if I still have it, I will forward it to you later. Please do. Oh, Please do. Yeah. It's it, it's not for the public viewing. Uh, no, no. Well, it's hilarious. It's just for me. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, but I think you know, Cody's a hell of a worker. I think we're starting to see his stock rise as well. Um and rightly so. He's beefing up, he's going for heavyweight now. Oh, he is, man. He's looking, he's looking sh- he's looking shit off. Um, his brother Dustin just gets better with age. He's like a fine wine. Um, that man just has to be given all the kudos in the world. Um, but then we look at—I mean, we're talking about rising stars, and it's hard to gauge 
through the crowd. I mean, Orange Cassidy isn't going to be your guy. No offense to him because he... I think Jericho's done a great job in trying to get a little bit of character out of him there. And I think anybody that works with Jericho is better off for it. Even if the likes of Cornette think Jericho's being goofy. I think there's a lot of method to that madness. Um, I think MJF is a breakout star for sure. Oh, I think that's, they're, they're, you know, we know this. We know this. basically star. Like, it's yeah. just a case of like, don't know, he works better when he has a crowd to really like. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think Hangman a, Page. And he loves it. He revels in it. Oh, he loves it, man. Hangman Page, for me, is my tip to be one of their guys, especially going long-term. The guy, he's a, he's a great-looking guy. He's got the fucking hair. He's got the physique. He's got the look. Um, and he can certainly work his ass off in the ring. Um, they need to just get rid of this stupid alcoholic kind of character. Uh, like, have him drink beer and drink whiskey because he is a cowboy, and that's what cowboys do. Cowboy shit, as they say. But... Would you agree with me there? Do you think there's just a? Do you think he's just a little bit of fine tuning away from being a kind of a breakout star once crowds come back? Yes, like if anything, like he's already he's basically there. It's just the fact that like at the moment they they're just buying time. Yes, because yeah. in fairness, like you don't want to blow like essentially two years of building sure for the sake of a no fans fucking show. You want WWE? Imagine WWE did that. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. So you gotta give you gotta give Tony Khan some credit. Um, I'm interested to see. We we both know you're gonna get a kick out of this one. We both know that I've been very, very critical over one Kenny Omega over the years and the young books. Um I'm kind of getting behind it. I like the um I like the kind of just bastard kind of um attitude of him, the, you know, just the snideness of him as a heel. I think this could really be his opportunity to get over with the American audience as a heel. Yeah. I think having Don Callis there as his mouthpiece is a great idea because, to be honest with you, I think you know, Corny gets a, El Uncle Corny gets a raw deal for a lot of things, but I do agree. I, I mean, for Corny to say that Kenny Omega can't work is just utter nonsense, so we, we, we'll get away from that one, but in terms of um. I do agree with slowing things down a little bit. I'd like to see the slow pace a bit more. Not everything has to be a million miles an hour. You're, he's a good enough worker that you could see. And he has, you get more longevity if he cut yes. down like big spots. Now, granted, like unfortunately, that's his, that's his thing. He's just it's been bred into him now that I have to do this. I have to hit these particular spots because that's what got me over. No, you don't. People know what you can do. So if I can slow down. Slow down. Exactly. Let them wait. Let them wait. You'll you'll hit the odd fucking. You'll probably hit the V trigger, or you'll hit the fucking uh, the big dive over the top, which is the one one pet peeve I have of indie wrestling in general. We don't need fifty dives in a show. Exactly, and dude. Need everyone just because you can dive over the top rope with no no assists doesn't mean you should. That's one, that's one, it, dude. That's it, dude. And look, you as a referee, you've seen this a million times, whether in, in and you know, we're not going to name companies, but you've seen it like just a million times in, in your, your years of being in the business. And, you know, you've got that group of guys waiting outside, like kind of pretending with the with the little pussy whipped punches, like knowing what's coming next and then going yeah. like, I'll never forget. Like, and I don't he's too nice a guy to call out on a podcast to be fair. So I won't say it, but I was at a, I was at one of the shows, the OTT shows, you know, I've appeared in the front row every now and then, um, just, just to show the face and say hello. 
And uh, I'm always one of those guys that can get the handshake from the heel on the way. And I'm always proud of that. I'm like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we we know our, we know each other's kind. Um, but no, I think there was a particular wrestler who like came to the outside and he knew the dive was coming. And he goes to me, move over, wink, wink, move over. And like he didn't know me from Adam because it was one, you know, it wasn't a, it was a foreign talent. Yeah. And I kind of went, dude, that's stupid. You know what I mean? Don't tell me that. Do you know what I mean? I understand. Or just don't do that then. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm sick of this. Like, we all know it's a work. Of course we know that now. But if we can do what we can just to give some sort of element of kayfabe, it would go a long way, I think, to benefiting all of us in the future. I, I don't know whether you agree with that or disagree. It's just how I feel about the business. And that's just my honest, my own honest opinion. Like, with it, like in terms of like, all right, a dive is coming. Okay, we know it's inevitable, like, uh, it especially depend on the talent that's in the ring, you know, like their repertoire involves this particular spot. But, um, he shouldn't have told you to get out of the way. That's up to not only the runners, but also common sense for the people in the crowd. If you're in the front row, it's potentially a dive zone, so you better be ready to move. Damn straight, damn straight. And if you get a kick in the head, so what? <laughs> that's just how I see it. Uh, <laughs> You can we, tell I'm not running run a company anytime soon. <laughs> All sorts of fucking lawsuits filed. Like, we don't want that happening, but at the same time, it's like it will happen eventually. Like sure. someone is going to be in the face. It's just the way it is. It's just the way. It's it is. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think. Yeah, shouldn't have told you. It's it's it does kill the so-called kayfabe that we have. Like certain things are still kayfabe, but like that. That's not. No, no, and it's not. And I was like, for me, of all people, like that, he ends up right in front of. It's me <laughs> that's ready to pick him apart and go, motherfucker, what oh, are you? Yeah, don't move. <laughs> I should have fucking stomped him. Should have, should have stomped him. <laughs> no, he's a nice guy in fairness, and that's why I won't. Just, uh... just throw the Walker punch. Like, there you go. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, in fairness, that's what I say. He's a nice guy. I wouldn't throw anyone under the bus like that. That's the difference. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, no, I'd agree. I suppose moving on from wrestling, I do agree. I think uh, Kenny Omega is one to keep an eye on, and I think, especially as a heel now, if he can slow things down when you're a heel, you want those stone look. Stone Cold Steve Austin made lots of money from doing nothing, you know what I mean? And and that's not a disrespectful comment, I'm saying, but like stomps and punches and and the odd spot in there. That's it, dude. That's it. I think he could benefit from having a program with Cody over the course of months, to be fair. Um, because, I mean, we look at the best wrestling matches that have happened since AEW's inauguration, and they both involve Cody, one with Dustin, and then obviously one at All In. Was it All In? Yeah, that was the show before the show um, where they, they they all got together, and he wrestled um, Nick Aldis, which was a fantastic, um, fantastic match. So um, I just want to see the guys work more, and I'm sure you're the same. Obviously, like with, with Omega, like I'm with the current gimmick that he's doing, where he wants to be the real world champion. Like I, I'm happy that Impact are kind of like benefiting from this. Me too, yeah. Like, but I'm also excited about the possibility of them having restoring their relationship with New Japan, and yes. therefore potentially down the line, we have Omega versus Kota Ibushi. Yeah, and Okada again. I want to see Okada in there with some of the guys. You know what I mean? I mean, I've been a big fan of that guy for a long time. If you're looking for like, because like, if you're taking (coughs) Mega's current like gimmick, he's gone the collector. He's coming in to clean up everything. Sure. It's like 
gonna eventually want like they're gonna cross paths eventually. That's yeah. what I'm excited about. But whether they do it is a different story. And but I'm happy with how how it's going about. We Me may too. still see that. If not that, then we will see other people probably cross over. I think uh, so. I think so. And I think based off that, actually, that's a really exciting prospect, actually. Um, and based off that, I do like the idea of um of AEW doing what WCW done back in the day with the New Japan crossover, because this was all preliminary to the NWO as well. And mm. you know, if nothing else during that time, we got to see some incredible matches. I mean, you got to see the likes of Brian Pillman in there with the likes of uh Yushin Thunder Liger which was just incredible. And I think, um, you know, one match, here's a match for you that, well, it definitely would have me salivating. I'd love to see Cody in there against, um, <laughs> against the Rainmaker. I would like to see that. I think that would be, so. I'd love to see the crossover of styles too, because obviously, mm. you know, it's, it's something. It's, 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 Cody at this point, because like, as I said earlier, he's, he's trying to make heavyweight. Yes, and it's down like in his physique, he's getting clearly getting bigger and bulkier. But imagine putting him against Okada now, like it's just a case of like, that's a different monster. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's it's money, like it's money. Um, oh well, before they've even locked lock lock horns, it's it's, it's huge money, money. huge money. Here's I'll give you this one, right? This is just something that came to my head. I'm gonna spitball with you. If you could take any wrestler, right, and like, and don't, well, I'll leave it up to you. If there was one guy from, say, the NXT roster in WWE or WWE, the main roster, who would you like to see from that roster go into AEW that you think they could, uh, you know, oh. would, would have a new lease of life? Um, I think it'd be a fair, fair show and a bit obvious as well. Uh, uh, Aster Black would be a, a great. He's not doing that at the moment. I was going to say Finn Balor. I'd love to see Balor in there. He's like, well, I think he's perfectly happy to stay in WWE. Oh, yeah. No, I know uh, that. I know that. I'm just thinking of more of the, you know, the potential, you know, uh, matches mm -hmm. and, and being able to have that creative freedom, I suppose. Um, which also, I'm still, like, I'm, I'm actually loving Finn's work at the moment. True. So I don't, that's why that I don't consider true. needing to jump over. No, that is true. That is true. Like, keep him on NXT. That's, that's where like he wants to be and personally i like watching him on nxt rather than the main roster who doesn't but, <laughs> yeah. uh, alistair black i could definitely see getting a new lease on life if he left wwe and went somewhere else um by not only that like if you're if you're kind of doing like a trade-off like between like the promotions uh yeah alistair black is definitely one to go to aw Whereas, like, if you're sending someone from AEW to WWE, you could easily get. Um, I'm just trying to remember, like, because there's so, as I said earlier, there's so many on the roster for AEW, it's hard to keep track of them, like, who's yeah. still with them. But, um, that's a good question, actually. I'm thinking too. Because, I mean, you know, the, I mean, MJF is already set up there. Uh, Hangman is already set up there. They're set up to be future stars. They're not going to pick any of the, you know, they're not going to pick any of the the, the kind of 
circus acts like you know Marco Stunt or anything like that. So no. <laughs> we do. I just have to get a Marco Stunt job in there. Sorry. They will. You okay. what? They'd want a legitimate star if they're going to be signing people. They want. They'd want someone that they can definitely make money from. It's a, that's a harder one. That's a harder one than 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 someone going to AEW. Maybe we'll come back to that later and, mm-hmm. and see if we we can think of something. Um, I suppose in kind of a as we kind of wind down, let's in terms of obviously your business is keeping you going, which is great to see. Um, I love seeing people kind of uh, make chicken salad out of chicken shit, which is what we're in at the moment. You know, with with the with the pandemic and the lockdown. Um. And, and we know it will all, hopefully it'll be 2022. This will be properly behind us. And that's when we're really going to see, you know, I suppose we'll some, some normality, I suppose. Um, in terms of uh, things that you're looking forward to this year, um, obviously we've got some cool stuff coming up in terms of sports and movies and stuff like that. It's going to be a huge Marvel fucking outlay in 2021 in terms of shows and with the Disney, uh, the Disney Plus app is really kind of now starting to, you know, gather momentum. Yeah, it's starting to gather some real momentum. And then with, with the shows and the movies that they have planned, well, 2021 is going to be good. Obviously, next week you have Conor McGregor fighting again, um, which is, <laughs> you know, whether we like him or not, or whatever way people feel about it, it's always, it's always box office because people either want to see him get his ass whooped or people want to see him win. Um so there is There's someone who definitely lends himself to wrestling. Oh, dude, it's going like, to happen eventually. It will. Like, he can talk. So you can put him, put him in front of a crowd, like, give him a mic, and that's, like, he'll hype you up. But, like, when it comes to delivering the goods, he can. Like, he, he looks the part. And he can definitely, he definitely has legitimacy in his And he could beef up as well, in fairness. We've seen him, you yeah. know, get stocky. He can definitely get up to the up to like say the Finn Balor size anyway in terms of heaviest he was I can't remember the um what is he he's five nine so I think the heaviest he got to was about 180 180 maybe I heard he was walking around that but when he was off there remember he was off and in fairness he had, he was looking a lot stockier he had big arms big big shoulders mm-hmm. big chest um I think he got to about 180 I mean listen like we just mentioned there in NXT the likes of Finn Balor walking around at 190 like I mean that's that's a legitimate way do you know what I mean? And he, he's in shape. So, and listen, Vince McMahon will be salivating at the the prospect of having McGregor on a on a WrestleMania or something money. like that. Money. money, big money, like so. That's good. I suppose this is a good way to kind of close off. We've got to. This has got to be the year where fans finally see CM Punk back in a ring somewhere, right? Because I mean, we've seen him talk about it. We've seen him talk about it. He's on Renee Young's podcast as well, saying, "Look, it's actually, you know." Even though I say I'd like a big bag of money thrown at me, first and foremost, it's just got to be something that hooks me in. Like, you know what I mean? And I think AEW would be the only place that could really give him something that would do yeah, that. that exactly. Yeah. That creative freedom. I mean, imagine seeing Punk got, getting in there with, with, with someone like an MJF or something. You know what I mean? Or, by that same token, you have to, like, okay, he, he has said that he's, it's not necessarily about the money. It's about having something that he can sink his teeth into. But it's only as good as the partner you're doing it with. Sure. So you really have to have him against someone that not only can deal with him on the mic, but also in the ring, whether it be to be on his pace or to carry him if need be yeah. to a really good match. So I like think, that, 
Kenny Omega really is a good show for that. I mean, Kenny Omega with Don Callis as his mouthpiece. I mean, you could see, you could see that kind of working out. Um, I think MJF, right? I think uh, MJF is a, a safe bet. Like it, definitely, it's definitely a safe bet because you can. Definitely, comes in. He's definitely going to be the biggest baby face you ever seen. Oh yeah, uh, and be the biggest dickhead which he loves. So that's a natural, natural made rivalry. But if you're trying to go the opposite route, it's just who do you really put him against? Because like Punk works best as a heel. Cody, there you go. Yeah, Cody definitely flip flop between like face and heel. So. Yeah, he would actually be a fair show. Yeah, Cody, you I think, would be good to see a program. You could even do it where it involves Dustin. Where yeah. like he, could, he could go after Dustin to get the Cody. Yeah. Something along those lines. I like this kind of fantasy booking with the best referee on the planet. And uh, and the best referee hairdo on the planet, too. Look at that slick back mop. I love it. Look at that. No lockdown hair issues for, for old Foxy here. Um. Uh-huh. So I suppose in closing, you should you should plug again. Give us uh, give us a little bit more on Foxy Bros, where people can find you, and what kind of stuff they can avail of, and what you do, and then obviously talk a little bit about the uh, about the podcast and YouTube as well because you are on YouTube too. So yes, uh, yeah, Foxy Bros, uh, Foxy Bros retailer on Facebook and uh, Instagram forward slash Fox Nile. Uh, you'll see most of my pixel artwork on Instagram. Whereas, like on Facebook, it'll be more comics, figurines, a bit of pixel art, and if you're looking for comics or or whatever, just message. Or if yeah. you're looking for a commission yeah. for the pixel art, message. We'll do it back and forward. See if I can do it or if I can get it in for you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's Foxy Bros. Uh, which transitions to because I wanted to keep on brand. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah I'm too lazy to get another logo made. So. Uh, the Foxy Bros podcast that's that's available on on Spotify. It's available on on YouTube on the Nerds Are Us channel. Nerds Are Us channel is basically a YouTube channel that I do with uh, three others. Um, we do a range of different shows, kind of like the the Dynamo Dynamo Network, where we do talk about comics. So we do uh, gameplays where we rip into the sure. as commentary, or we do uh, one of one of the shows that I, I that I really enjoy like doing is watch Graps with me. Basically, when we have guests on, they pick the theme, they all pick our matches, and uh, we either what we'll watch it, but we'll fucking we'll rate after, and the winner wins bragging rights as a way. <laughs> that's that's all you need to win. Yeah, that's all you need to win. It, it, the, it's the, more just for nostalgia and a bit of fun because like you you start becoming more creative about what matches that you want to watch. So like uh, a recent episode that we did, uh, hopefully it should be available by just before this comes out. Uh, it was the best worst match, worst gimmicks. And it, it's so like, obviously you can take that premise and okay, what would be a bad gimmick? Is it a bad, bad gimmick for a person, bad gimmick match, bad like, and just see what you think. But it was a good bit of fun. Hopefully, check that out when it when it drops. Yeah. The, yeah. The YouTube channel. It's just also for sanity as well. Like. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of our, our 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 most one of our most popular shows on the channel is uh, we we actually sit down and watch Fact or Fiction. Okay. Yeah. 
and uh, we try to guess which is true or false. That's cool. But, I like that. But it's just us ripping into it as well during it, and it's just fun. Like that sounds good, it, dude. That sounds good. I'll wait for the invite on one of those shows. Actually, that sounds like a that sounds like a lot of fun. In fairness, um, no, that's cool. And what I'll do is I'll obviously when this show is uh, is posted, you'll be able to find the the links in the in the description below as well. We put post the links there too. Just uh, hit the like and subscribe button. Um, Noel, been an absolute pleasure, and no doubt, um, we will talk again. Um, and we will we will definitely have you on again. I like uh. I like shooting the shit with you when we're talking about different stuff as well. Just give give people, you know, 40 minutes to an hour of just taking our mind off, you know, the bullshit reality that we are in at the moment. So um, it's been a pleasure. And I do thank you for uh, for taking the time out again. And obviously, stay safe as always. And, uh, you know, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Don't have to do it at home now because <laughs> we're not. No, we're, so, like, we're, socially, we're socially distanced. As we can see, so we're we're okay. Um, we're actually right beside each other. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the studio. <laughs> um, but look, once again, my friend, it's uh, been a pleasure. Yes, it has. Thank you again for having me. It's all as you said. It's very fun to come on these. I just enjoy doing them. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to like and subscribe to the Dynamo Podcast Network. Be sure to follow the links below and uh, hit up Foxy Bros, hit up Noel if you need anything at all in the world of comics, anime, figures, or whatever it may be. Just send him a message and I'm sure he will be able to source you. He's like Red from the Shawshank Redemption. He's the man who knows how to get things. So uh, until next week, that is <laughs> until next week, that is all for Dynamo's Dozen and for Niall Fox and for Ian Dynamo Kelly. Dynamo's Dozen is over and out. <laughs>